Hey guys, welcome to Electronic Dance Money, your number one business resource for making money as electronic musicians and producers. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Electronic Dance Money. I'm your host, Christian Casido. Hope you are all doing well. Today, we're going to be talking about day jobs, fun stuff that we all love, right? We all love doing just some other uh, day job working for someone else that pays the bills, and we don't get to uh, spend our days writing music and doing all things involved with an artist's career. But in all seriousness, we're going to be talking about uh, day jobs, kind of the importance of them. Most of you probably have them. Really talking about the idea behind finding a job that that you don't hate. <laughs> we all want to find a job that we don't hate. Um, but it's even more important to find a job that has balance in multiple uh, areas that empowers you to be able to continue working on your music with full energy um and knowing that you have a support system in your day job that allows you to continue to do the things that you do dead-end jobs suck uh not enjoying what you do or enjoying the people you work with sucks and so you really want to try to get out of that position as soon as possible the difficult thing is finding the right place and finding the right culture fit that works for you so those are the two number one things. One, what is something you want to do that you don't mind doing every day? And two, uh, who do you want to work with that you you think you would get along with and that also supports what you're doing, right? If they, if they know you're in the space as a music producer, you do X, Y, Z, um, you want someone who supports you. It's, it's kind of like, I hate the, I hate the reference or the term of like, Oh, we're all family at work, and it's kind of like, no, we're not family. You, family doesn't give me a paycheck every two weeks. Uh, money isn't really involved in family. At least, hopefully, it's not involved. You want your family to support you in your endeavors and your career and music, and you also want your work to. Um, you want them to not shoot you down for wanting to achieve something or build something. So, you, whether or not they they care about what you're doing, at the very least, uh you do want them to be okay with the things that you're doing outside of work and be somewhat supportive. So let's tackle the first, the first idea of finding something that you, you enjoy doing. One of the best things that you can do to find something that you enjoy doing is, is finding something that you can apply to hobbies or passions that you're currently working on. So music, for instance, if you can find a skill set that you can begin to develop through learning courses online, we'll, we'll dive into some spots you can hit up for courses and ones I've mentioned in the past. But if you can find resources online that give you the ability to learn that skill set that you can then apply to jobs for, or if you're young enough, get internships at, you know, those of us who are 25 plus years old of age, uh, it's tough to get internships. Because most of them are part-time and they pay you little to no money or some of them are just straight up free. Or if you really want to grind it out and you're like, no, I'll get an internship on the weekends 
uh, and you're, you're willing to do that free work, go for it. It's still resume building work. You could potentially get a job at it wherever you're working at. Um, and at the very least, you'll be learning skill sets that you can then apply to other things. So finding a job that you you can utilize outside of the actual workspace that you enjoy. And we'll start running through this list here. Let's say a record label. You want to get to a record label. There's a bunch of things that record labels look for uh, when bringing on people. First of all, they want to see if you are, are you able to market artists? Are you really good at connecting and networking with other people? Um, especially artists, do you have that long list of connections that also showcases some of your personality and your social skills, which record labels definitely like, uh, some more music business related things, contract work. Uh, when I'm talking about contract work, I mean, legal contract work, like you understand contracts. Maybe you, maybe if you want to work at a record label, you go intern at a law office that deals with contracts. And you take that skill and you can put it on a, a resume that you can then apply to record labels for. But if you get a job at a record label, you're in, enveloped in that space of working in the music industry. And that really does fuel your creativity and your passion in music. And it also lets you understand the inner workings of the music industry and on the record label side, which you can then apply to your hobbies like music production or your career for your artists, whatever it is working at a studio, right? A mixing and mastering studio or recording studio, being involved in that musical, musically creative space. A lot of those positions don't normally don't pay a lot. Sometimes you have to start as an internship, uh, start in an internship and then slowly make your way up into being a mixing engineer. But being involved in that space allows you to deep dive hard into mixing, mastering, recording, and you can then use that skill set for your own music and what other any other passions you may be pursuing, especially on the business side of things. Going back to the record label side of things, marketing. Do you know marketing? Maybe you can get a job uh, marketing somewhere, or you can again start learning skill sets involved with either advertising or email marketing, especially email marketing. I think videography, photography, Photoshop, all of those skill sets are extremely valuable that you can put on a record or sorry, put on a resume to then potentially apply to a record label. Agencies are another big one. Are you located in a big city like LA or New York in the States where there's probably tons of talent agencies that you could try to get a job at? Those are all places that, I mean, I, I can't speak for many uh, agencies if they're a good place to work at, but I do know a lot of people that work at record labels and they love it. Uh, but being involved in that space, again, it just allows you to still be involved in the creative state space, still build knowledge and skill sets that you can then apply to your own music and your artistry. And that is going to allow you to move up much faster in that space, the space as an artist, grow your name and build your brand. The whole point of this idea for you is for you to start thinking outside of the box. What are some, what are some valuable skill sets that you need to learn as an artist? And where can you go learn those skills and get paid for it? You want to get paid. If you can get into a position where you get paid to learn, that is where you want to be. Getting paid to learn is like the sweet spot. It, 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 you enjoy your work because you're wanting to learn these skill sets. And when you enjoy your work, you're generating momentum through the day. 
And so long as you're building and generating that momentum, you're able to leave work and still have more energy to continue to do things. Anyone that is in a dead end job listening to this knows that when you're doing boring, mundane, shitty tasks day in, day out, and I can speak to this because I've been in that position. Uh, I was in a position where I was do I had four hours of work every single day that I had to stretch out into eight hours. If you've ever been in that position, it fucking sucks. And it's the same tasks every goddamn day. It's boring as hell and it's draining. It's exhausting to not do anything all day, believe it or not. Um, it, it's, it's much more exhausting than building momentum and carrying that momentum throughout the rest of the day when you get off work. So when you're in that position where you're, you feel like you're in a dead end job, it's boring work, it's mundane, and then you hate the people you work with, you're going to carry all of that out of that workspace. Whether you realize it or not, whether you want to or don't want to, most of us are going to carry that into our, our, our normal personal life. You're going to get in the studio and you're going to be bored and you're going to be tired. It's going to be hard to come up with ideas and then you're stuck and then you feel like you're not progressing and then you get frustrated, then you want to quit. Like that is how that dead end job that is soul draining takes you out. So we need to avoid that. We need to find something that sure it might be more of a boring uh, field that you don't necessarily want to be in. But you know there's a valuable skill set that you need to learn in that, and there's potential to move up. Um, you, that's the space you want to find yourself in. You need to find something that you could see yourself in that you would enjoy. Now, I think this takes some testing to do. You know, we love testing here. This takes some uh, personal projects that you need to take on to then add to the resume. If you didn't go to school for something that you really enjoy in a space that you're in, um, and you never ended up in a job in that space that you want to be in, and you're coming at this from zero skills, this is where you're going to need to start building some personal passion projects to start testing this field out. Um, if you can, if this is a space where you're going to have clients or the job you're working at is going to have clients, you need to see if you can find a couple of clients to work with when you start learning these skill sets to start testing out and throw in a resume. So step one from this position, though, is going to be finding what is that job role that you want and then finding the resources you need to start learning that skill set. And courses are going to be number one, Udemy.com. Cannot suggest it enough. I've talked about it on the podcast. If you haven't heard of Udemy and you find a course you want to purchase on there and it says it's over, if it's over $20, wait two days, go back on, they'll send you an email say, saying it's 90% off, you'll get for $10. So uh, if you do go with Udemy, keep an eye out for that and uh, wait a couple of days before you actually purchase it. It'll be on sale for $10, I promise. Start working your way through that course as you're doing it. Build your own personal projects. You know, If it's like in the ad space or email marketing space, you can already test that out because you have, uh, you have this artist career and and you can apply it to yourself. So you may not even necessarily need to go the route of finding clients to apply these skills with. You may be able to apply it with yourself and start testing things out, getting data, fi figuring out what works, what doesn't, um, and move forward from there and put that on a resume and start applying. And it may take a, a while. I'll, I'll preface this. If you're getting into a space where you 
don't have any skills um, in that area, you've never had a job in that area, and you never went to school for that area, you're going to apply to over 100 places. You're going to be in dozens of interviews, and it's going to take anywhere from three to 12 months to get this position. Hell, it could take longer. The important thing is to stick through it. And through that process, what you're looking for is more of a culture fit than anything, especially those more introductory positions. Um, or even something that's maybe not, maybe less introductory, but intermediate if you have a couple of years of skill building under your belt in that space. You may get more into an intermediate position. Regardless, most of most of the jobs you apply to and that start looking into you and interviewing you are going to go well. You like they're going to see the raw skill sets that you've developed yourself. But there's a couple of key takeaways from there. One, you showcase how hardworking you are, how dedicated you are, and your workmanship. For I mean, you didn't go to school for it. You never worked at a position where you learned those skill sets. You you sought it out. You worked on it yourself. You you grinded it out to to get yourself in this position. So many companies are going to look at that and not like it, and they're not going to trust it. and And their gut instinct is instinct is going to say we're not going to go with this person, and that's okay. Um, what you're looking for is that culture fit of that that team that sees you and goes that sees that passion. They see that passion. If they see that passion and they see that hard work, they're going to want to jump on you because they know that you have the ability to do things that other people might not that do have years of experience in that space. Someone that has years of experience somewhere and transitions to a new job, they just, they've already been in that position forever. It's just a thing that they do. And so they don't come at anything Normally, I should say, they don't come at anything from a creative standpoint or questioning the way things are ran. They want a routine that they've stuck to for a while, but they just want to move to somewhere else that maybe has more upward mobility or they moving to a new place. There's many reasons why. But the point is, is you're like you coming in, you could be a fresh new set of eyes on things and they may need that and they appreciate that. So that's the big second thing is that that culture fit. Get those no's. You want people to say no to you. We're going with someone else. Um, I, and the reason for that is getting through as many interviews as possible and applications and finding the one company that you're like, this is something I'm really interested in. And you a company you're that, that you feel like you're a good fit in through interviews, you really connect with people on a personal level and you're authentically yourself, you're unapologetically yourself. Many people are going to be say no to you when you're unapologetically yourself. And that's okay. Again, you're looking for that company where it's that culture fit where they go, this is the person we want. I like who you are. I like the way you talk. I like your style. I like all of that stuff. And they're going to want to bring you on and getting yourself to like filter into that position where uh, you just fit with the company really well because everyone else said no to you and didn't bring you on where it might not be a good fit. That's where you're going to get those super supportive people. That's where you're going to get those people where they're interested in your side projects and your side hustles. And you 100% should mention those things in your interviews. Um, maybe it's not something you reference in your resume because it doesn't it doesn't apply to the thing that you're applying to. It could, right? If you're applying to more of a music-related position, put that on there. 
five years experience as a music producer and working in DAWs and marketing your music and promoting your music, that is all really good, valuable stuff to put onto a resume if you're in looking for a job in that music space. But if you're not, and you're going that skill set route where you have to learn a separate skill to get in to some other industry that you can then apply, you know, that skill set you're going to be getting paid to learn um, for, you can apply that to your job. Those ones are going to be more, you're referencing those courses that you've taken, side projects that you've done to apply some of the things you've worked on. Um, and, but at the very least, mention it in your interview. That gets people to understand who you are, what you're working toward. And I've noticed, I, I think the cool employers, the badass ones, the ones that like you and usually have the best culture fits at their companies are the ones that are interested in those side projects that see those side projects and go, okay, you have a passion outside of this thing, meaning you're not going home um, and being kind of a dead end person, just super lazy and don't have any ambitions for anything else. They like to see that you have a drive towards something bigger and better than yourself. Um, so definitely mention those things in those interviews. They'll start picking those apart and want to dive into that a little bit more. And it gets a better idea for who you are as a person. So look for those no's, apply to 100 places, get in those interviews, have them tell you they're going with someone else. It's okay. That's totally fine. You'll work through those and just know like eventually you're going to fall on that fit that really, really works. Just you got to push through it. Keep building that resume. Keep adding to those skill sets keep interviewing and find that one job where it's just everything fits. Everything works. You're happy to go into work. When you're done with work, the momentum continues and you can keep driving towards your goals and other things you're working on. Flexibility is another big one. You really want to try to find a position that gives you flexibility. It's easier said than done. Most of the time you won't know what flexibility looks like until you're actually hired. It's definitely something you should ask about in interviews. Um, but if you can find a, a good modern company that has more of a flexible schedule, uh, right? Just they have they clarify their in-office hours when you need to be in the office, or you know you might be remote, but uh, quote unquote in the office where you have to be available for specific times. But then every other, you know, your other hours are kind of make up as you go. That's a great flexible schedule that can really help you um in in tight situations or when you need to go if if you have to go do a photo shoot or uh shoot something or you have a gig to go to that those flexible uh coworkers and flexible bosses and flexible jobs really allow you the ability to thrive with your side projects um i've noticed a lot of a lot of managers or bosses that have their own side projects respect your time and needing things for your own side projects. Um, if you need, if you need that, if you need that ability to be flexible, usually they understand it. They respect it. Honestly, the biggest thing is just making sure your shit gets done. Do you get your work done every day? Great. They won't have any questions about anything else usually. So Finding a flexible work schedule that works for you, you know, typically remote positions are the best ones that can be the most flexible. But, uh, and I would say like, number one is obviously the job that you enjoy doing. Number two is going to be the team that supports you. 
and that's really fucking cool and badass. And number three would be that flexibility. That is the order in which I would rank those things. Usually, if you have a cool team, you have a cool boss, you have you work at a cool job, the flexibility thing kind of falls in place. When you're interviewing people and you notice people are kind of uptight and weird and standoffish, fucking run away from those positions because they are going to strangle you. It's it's going to be it's not going to be good. It's going to suck. Fourth one is obviously the job's got to pay the bills. It's got you got to pay the bills. Um, you have to find a position that's going to pay you for uh for who you are and your hard work and dedication, and it, it's got to pay the bills. If it doesn't pay the bills, you just can't work there. That one's simple. It's easy. It's it's an easy one to check off the box. But uh, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, I I can't tell you how important. I know most of you listening to this, you have a day job. So I cannot tell you how important finding that good day job is. It's what carries that momentum through your day and gives you the ability to work on your goals and work on music with a good, clear head. You don't want to go to bed dreading waking up the next morning going into this fucking dead-end job that you hate. Get out of that. You have to get out of that. Uh, I've talked about it many times. There's no givens in music. There's no guarantees. You have no idea if this thing's going to work out. And so the last thing you want to do is be stuck in a dead-end job and be 32 working at that job for the last 10 years, and now you have no work experience elsewhere in a position you might want to be in. That being said, those of you who are 32 that are in that position, there's still hope for you. There's still hope for people that are 40 in that position. There are still There is still hope. You can learn new skill sets. Um, and apply yourself and and build a portfolio and work with clients and get that experience you need to apply to these positions. But it's going to be more difficult for those of you that are older. And the reason why is because usually you make more money each year. Um, when you're if you're 35 and you've been working at a company for 10 years, you're making pretty good money. It's very difficult to learn a new skill set in a completely different field and get a job at an entry level position getting paid the same that you were getting paid at whatever 10 year position you were in that's very difficult so it's why you want to try to get into something that you really enjoy as early as possible and perform well and grow in that position if you don't you could be stuck and being stuck is tough um it's really tough it's hard to find that motivation it's hard to find that momentum and you just don't want to be stuck. That's it for today. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Head to enviousaudio.com slash episode 110 to check out the show notes. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. <laughs>